0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Todd Brown, and I'm very pleased to say today that in addition to my um, my colleague and, and uh, usual companion here, Robert Peake, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, uh, Blanca Patushna secheny is um, a colleague of ours. She's a certified GTD trainer and someone who's been in our community for a few years now. Um, and I'm going to ask Blanca to introduce herself in just a second. But as we were talking about things that we could do that would, um, you know, be of interest to folks out there in the audience, one of the things that that has come up, and we've had quite a lot of feedback about over the years, is, hey, how does this really get applied day to day? How does, you know, what what does it really look like to do GTD in the real world? And Blanca, given uh, given her experience and the story that she'll tell you, um, has has. Lived a lot of GTD and has had a lot of GTD uh, support in a lot of different change that has happened in her life. So, um, so without any further ado, Blanca, could I just ask you to introduce yourself, please? Just um, tell us a little bit about your your backstory and also um, and also a little bit about your GTD journey up until now.
1: Thank you very much, Todd. Uh, I'm really glad to be here. Uh, my name is Blanca sechenyi for the <laughs> authentic <laughs> pronunciation of my name. I have been using GTD for close to 10 years now. Um, I started off with, with just reading the book and trying to figure it out for myself all the way to now having been certified as a level one fundamentals trainer. But um, my story about getting things done started maybe a little bit earlier. And this is a fun fact that uh, I had a boss called David Allen back in the time when I was working in hospitality and I used to work uh, at a hotel in Glasgow where the general manager was called David Allen. And um, at that point in my life, I didn't really feel the need of um, such system. Um, My day job in a hotel was really transactional based. I mean, people checking in, checking out, and, and there was not much to plan for. I was doing a full-time uni next to it. So um, that gave me a lot of things to do, but it was all sort of given, you know, deadlines, timetables, shifts, everything was all handed to me and uh, it wasn't that difficult to to do it. And and, um, for this reason, I didn't really think about a system to manage all all these. I had a paper calendar, had my timetables in it, and that was pretty much my life. When I got hold of the GTD book, and I have no memory of how it ended up on my desk, (laughs) but I was living in London. I was uh, working as an executive director in an international company. And that's when it first occurred to me that something is wrong, that I end up focusing on the transactional things, you know, replying to emails, going to calls, traveling for meetings and that sort of thing. And everything that we had on the big annual meetings of what what we are going to do next year, what is our big goal, it has a beautiful outline. And then we never really made any movement on it. Never got to the real work, but it was all about you know putting out fires. Or even if it wasn't a fire, I just from the hospitality background, I have the need to reply to any message uh, promptly, <laughs> and not just wait wait for the real thing to be done. But um, I was living in my inbox really. And then I, I noticed that okay, so GTD can help with actually having those lists that really keep your eye on the prize of what you want to achieve and, and with um, a few tricks you are able to really stay the course and, and uh, manage your time um, in this um, three dimensions of preparing for work and uh, preparing the work doing the planned work and then all the unplanned work and then um Life changed and uh, I moved back from London to Budapest. I renovated with my husband two apartments, uh, which is a really big project, <laughs> if you know the handyman in Hungary. And then uh, I was trying to start my own consultancy business. Then I had my two boys raising the little kids. And then um, I decided that I want to do GTD full time once the kids are old enough to be taken care of in a kindergarten full time. And that takes me to today, where uh, in the last one and a half years, I was doing a project management day job, um, engaging with GTD training and uh, the daily life of everything that I have to manage. And I have to say that without GTD, I would really be nowhere.
0: You know, Blanca, as you're talking about that, one of the things that, that occurs to me is th- that moment that you that, re- that you referenced just a, just a minute ago about realizing that something's wrong and something needs to change. you know, and I think that's for a lot of us in this work, you know, we can remember when that became clear. and and the, the, in that, I think there's not just the, hey, you know, I, I feel overwhelmed. I feel like something needs to change. This is not sustainable, right? But there's also an awareness or or at the very least, a hope that things can get better, right? That things can, in fact, be different and that, and that, you know, life can be um, well, as it, as it says, you know, on on our business cards that we can get more of the right things done, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be more stressed. In fact, we can do that in ways that, that relieve stress so I, I really love the the reference that you made to that. And and look, given you know given the number of changes you're talking about, both professional and personal, um, it sounds like having a sort of GTD underpinning was quite important. Robert, over to you. What's what's on your mind about about Blanca's story?
2: Well, I just want to know first of all if the Glaswegian hotel manager named David Allen was incredibly efficient or inefficient, right? I'm, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm imagining a kind of sort of Scottish basil faulty to you and thinking David Allen really needs David Allen. But no, this is great. It's great to hear the real life stories, not that Todd and I don't have real lives as well, um, but it's great to hear about all the different aspects of your life. And I'd love to hear more about uh, specifically maybe some of the aspects that we personally haven't covered as much with a kind of corporate focus um, about life balance or what life balance means to you, what it means to... Um, be available to your family. Anything you want to share about that? I think would enrich and and kind of broaden the the spectrum of the conversations we've been having.
1: I think that one um, one of the big differences that I feel that I have um, compared to the most of the GTD conversations out there is that uh, we talk about a lot of um, corporate trainings and and corporations doing GTD and. Um, people tend to forget about that GTD is is really not just for work. And as I said in in that moment when I realized that I need something more um, than I had and when I picked up the book, that was a time when I was in a senior enough position to sort of be my own boss, but I had a boss and I had a company to to report to. But what really changed since then is that um, just the way my life turned out I don't have this classic job description or the expectations that are set by the bosses and so on. So there there is a lot of expectation of of, uh, any woman, any mother, any wife uh, in this world, but uh, so many of the things you only find out when it's too late, when you've done it really wrong and and not, not while you're trying to improve yourself and the life around you. So I think one of the biggest thing is, is that the input, the capturing of the things, capturing the stuff that comes in our life. For me, it has been really done by myself that I had to uh, pick up the things. It was not given to me. It was not described to me. I didn't have any goals set by someone else that I have to um, meet the expectations, but it was something that I had to figure out. So, if we're looking at the horizons of focus, it's something that that I had to really force myself to, to always look at the bigger picture, to, to put out these goals for myself and, and not expect someone else to give it to them, to me. And <clears throat> I think that's one of the, the biggest differences in GTD at work and at home, <laughs> that you have to set your own goals. And without goals, I mean, what are you working towards anyway? Where is your life going if there are no goals in it? And I'm not talking about goals like, you know, by the end of the year, you have to, I don't know, the kids have to learn to read. (laughs) But it's something that it it could be a holiday that we're preparing for. It could be, you know, um, buying a new car or upgrading the kitchen or anything like that. But nobody tells you what the deadline will be. Nobody tells you how it should be, but you have to make your own dreams and goals and then work from them. So I think that's one of the the biggest uh, advantages of GTD at home that uh, you have the flexibility of the input. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course all these inputs they have the wants and the needs separated so there are the things that I should do and there are the things that I really want to do. So that's um also defining the incoming traffic.
2: Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So capturing is sounds like absolutely essential. I'm I'm curious what other aspects of the GTD system or let's say if I were to take away various parts of your DTD system, what one part maybe would you say, no, you can't, you can't have that. This, this keeps me the most sane in a a rich life with a lot of different uh, balls to juggle and things going on. What, what are your essentials, I guess, or go-to parts?
1: I would say that it is um, the review part that if, if you take away my review with my checklist of bigger goals about things that I want to achieve for myself, for my family, for my home and, and all that. If you take that away, then um, I don't know what I should pull up all those project lists and next actions because I need to go back to that and, and and find out that I'm still on track for them.
0: You know, it's funny as you're talking about that, Blanca, I'm just, I'm just reflecting on how your own experience is such a great example of the importance of perspective, right? And you've talked about the fact that Um, You you referenced the horizons of focus model, right? So that, that, that six layer model that helps us to keep track of kind of um, not just, you know, the tactical got to do this week, got to do next week, but also the longer term things, um, you know, the vision, the outcome the the, the long-term vision of what we want to achieve in our lives and the things that we need to maintain. And I think, as I think back on the experience of a lot of the people that I've worked with over the years, they get. Um, you know, in the fundamentals seminar, in the, you know, in the, in the early stages of a lot of coachings, we're focused primarily on the fact that someone will feel like they're, they're out of control, that the control is the thing that is lacking. And so we spent a lot of time working on um, what we call the five-phase model or the workflow model, right? Capture, clarify, organize, reflect, and engage. And that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of the basics. That's where we start for a lot of people. And a lot of people, um, they get so much out of that. Right. And they they have such a positive experience of that that they sort of, at least mentally, they sort of draw a line and they say, Well, okay, that's it. That's all I need. And what I loved about the example you gave was that you've that, that your own then awareness um over time evolved from uh yeah, okay, control is control is the story to actually control is important, but it it really is only effective if it's complemented by perspective right because the risk you run is that you get if it's all just about control and there's no focus on perspective then the risk that you run is you get a huge amount of things done really efficiently that are the wrong things right and that's and that's obviously not a not a path to long-term success or happiness
1: and that and that's um exactly that um Living with two little kids, I mean, there is not even 18 months between my two boys. You can really get into the the loops of the everydays that you just, you just, you know, feed them, make them sleep, wash, clean the house. (laughs) And that whole circle just goes. And if you don't stop for a moment and look up that, okay, which way are we rolling this ball every day? Then there is no way of, of actually getting, I mean, you, you just look up and another month um, just passed and nothing happened. I mean, happened as in nothing progressed. You didn't move towards any of your goals. And this is um, <clears throat> another thing that um, I think it's special that, as I said, the stuff that I have to deal with is is usually given by me. The other thing that is different to, to a classical job is that the deadlines. And there are certain... Hard deadlines that I have to work toward. And one of the things that I experienced and and learned the hard way that you can never leave things to the last minute. So I had this uh, blog about this laundry basket being half empty or half full. You have to do it as soon as there is an opportunity, because if you leave it for the last minute, that will be the day when two boys vomit the whole night and (laughs) there is just no way of getting any any clean space to, to think and to do things. So one of the things that I have to do is always be prepared that maybe on the day before the big event or the big deadline, there won't be an opportunity to work on what I really need to work on. And the other thing, um, the other side of the whole uh, of the same thing that because I got into this habit that as soon as something comes on to um, my next actions list, and it is important because it will um, have a big deadline and a big dependency. Then I start to um, work on that. Not only because I might have the risk of not being able to do it uh, close to it, but also that there are so many times when, even without any problems, but we just get into this gray ball of everydays that is just rolling and rolling, and there is no way to look up what, what is going to happen. and. When there is a drama, then I can be sure that my system is taken care of and I don't need to worry that there is something big coming up that I haven't seen because I very regularly look out and and see what what is happening. So I think that's why I said these reviews, not just the weekly, but uh, the the monthly review of the Higher Horizons is important to me because if I don't see where we're going, if this five-step model is just doing the everyday rounds, and I don't look above that, don't look at the higher horizons, or just uh, further um, out in the calendar, then then it's just too easy to be stuck in the gray bowl of everydays.
2: Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, it, it's, it's great to hear how getting control of the tactical stuff and getting out ahead of things has been important, but equally important connecting with the higher horizons. You know, I have a lot of friends who in the early days of parenthood kind of disappeared from the radar, right? It's kind of like that became a consuming focus. And it sounds like for you, GTD is actually enabling you to be a lot of things, to be more, you know, fully yourself in a lot of different regards rather than being consumed by any one particular role or aspect of your life. Is that, is that fair?
1: Absolutely. And um, they, it reminds me of some of the conversation I have at the school gate with mothers that uh, are exhausted. And, and whenever I say what I did, they say, oh, but how did you find the time for it? How did you find the energy for it? And um, I, I slightly hint and <laughs> without GTD, I wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, just yesterday, <clears throat> I had to do a circle time in the kindergarten about Hungary. And the day before, I ended up making 20 little um dogs. There are Hungarian dogs out of yarn so that it will be a gift. And so all the other parents are like, how do you do this? And, and, and when can you find the energy to think about the idea, to execute it, to deliver it? Because it's just crazy to to have that sort of thing. And again, because I looked ahead, I knew the date, I had the, the um, energy to be creative about it. And then um, of course I found the time.
2: Okay. Well, let's stay let's stay with that point. So obviously, when they say, how can I be more like you, you say, well, I can come do two full days of coaching with you, and then we can do follow up work and, and so forth. And you can become a GTD black belt like me. But let's say you only have a few minutes and and they just they need a few practical elements that are going to help them uh, get out from being buried. What, what do you say to parents in, in terms of essentializing at least some nuggets of GTD that are going to help them be able to live and feel like they have more, more rounded lives and time.
1: Just the other day, I was talking to um, one of the mothers who has a child in the garden with my kids and uh, another one in school. And so he, she's always running late. They uh, always come an hour later than, than we do in the garden. And so she was asking, like, how do you do this? How do, how do you get there in time? And so I started asking her that, okay, so what do you do? How, how does your morning look like? And then she said that she takes the school girl to school and then goes home and then picks up the boy and takes him to the kindergarten. And I'm like, why don't you do that in one go? Like, what? think about it. What's your purpose to get them out of the door with the minimum effort so that everyone is on time. So of course the school girl has a more stricter timetable. She has to get there on time, but why not have the next, next action up with it and then just do them parallel, so that, of course, you can take the two kids in one round and that's not a big deal. But she was so exhausted that she couldn't even think about it. And I said that, OK, so once you have that extra half an hour in the morning, <laughs> then you will start to have more time to think about it. That, OK, you come home. What's the first three things that you do, which will consume half of your day? Any of them you can start before you leave because it's just a five minute input to get the ball rolling or something like that. So I start to ask them about how does it look like what you do today? What is the purpose of each action or each happening? And can you do it more efficiently? So it's touching a little bit on the higher horizons of what's your purpose? (laughs) What what do you want to do? And then gets into the daily to-do list of, of what exactly has to be done. In the morning, and then um, take it from there. But uh, yeah, I, I've been promoting the book, but it's it's hard to get them, get them to fully engage when they cannot even think about the time when they have the chance to buy the book, not to read it or or anything uh, further than that.
0: Well And I've got a, a maybe a slightly cheeky question, but have you thought about um, have you thought at all about your own? Uh, your boys, and it's it might be a little early now to start to get them involved in GTD oriented thinking. But have you thought at all about, you know over the next I don't know several years or whatever, um, how you might uh, encourage them into something that looks a little bit like you know, sort of GTD best practice? Is that something you've you've considered?
1: Well, one thing is about showing example, of course, but um, the, we we, see we have a few tweaks already. <laughs> so when, the, of course, for a little kid, it's important, what's the rest toy they bring to the kindergarten? And, um, you know, occasionally they say that, oh, I, I I forgot this or I wanted to do that instead of what they ended up with. And I said, okay, well, do you want me to write that down for you so that we re- we get a reminder in the morning before we leave? So it, it was the toucan instead of the rocket ship that you wanted to take. So <laughs> I'm telling them that if it's something important, even if it's just for a shopping list item that we ran out of something, I tell them that I'm writing that down into my trusted place. Of course, I'm not phrasing it that into my trusted place, but mommy's going to write it down and you can trust that's going to come back.
0: <laughs> Superb. Superb. Blanca, I can't thank you enough. I, you know, I've, I've taken a I've taken a lot from our conversation today. I think I'm, I'm sure everyone out there in the, you know, in the wider world who's who's listening to this and watching this will have as well. I can't thank you enough for being a part of this today. Um, uh, maybe is just a, a final top tip for anybody, and, um, let's just go around, let's just go around the table here, as it were. So I don't want to put the spotlight, I don't want to put the pressure just on you, Blanca. But but Robert, me as and, and me as well, you know, based on what we've heard today, anything in particular in terms of top tips? Let me, Robert, let me, let me put you on the spot first. What's um what's on your mind about uh, takeaways from our conversation today?
2: Well, it just occurs to me that the basics are so applicable to all aspects of human life, right? <laughs> what I what I hear about the the high volume, the competing demands, all of this, we hear in the corporate world as well. And one of the things that really stood out to me in your particular story, Blanca was about um, engaging with the desired outcome or engaging with that that sense of purpose behind what it is you're doing that can give you motivation and can help you think more effectively about how to more efficiently go toward these things rather than just being swamped in the in the kind of administration of of a busy busy life. So desired outcomes is one of the things I I really heard. Um, Blanca, over over to you. What, what would be some of your kind of top tips or takeaways about making it all kind of work?
1: I believe that um, GTD is really covering the whole life (laughs) and in many different stages as well. So um, I I am the living proof that that GTD does help in every aspect of the life. And um, I love the flexibility of uh, GTD that that you can all of a sudden take away the work context and then still have a full list of higher horizons and next actions and project lists. But um, maybe the key takeaway is that in everyone's life, it doesn't matter if you have kids or not, it's very easy to get swamped with the daily things. And it's really important to look up above the water and see what you're working towards. And if there is nothing external given to you, then you really need that time to think about something that you want to achieve and then to make it Part of your life and part of the next actions, and it is especially true to, as you said, the parents who are um, disappearing with the little kids. That it is very easy to 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 get into the daily cycle, especially if you're responsible for others' existing needs of, about um, sleeping and and eating and everything. And and that's when it is even more key to be able to look out and and see what what you're working towards, what's coming at you.
0: Yeah, I think what's what's on my mind now that now that we're drawing to a close is this idea that if we, you know, if we take as our starting point, if we take as a starting assumption that we as human beings are intentional, that we want to make things happen, that that's an important thing for us, right? And that of course applies both to our personal lives and our professional lives. What GTD offers is an approach that will allow you to make the things happen that you want to make happen in your life. Uh, in the most effective and efficient ways and and I think Blanca one of the things I'll also take away from our conversation today is that uh, that I don't always think about but but GTD also encourages us to really open up our thinking about what else that we haven't really thought about before should we be working towards right so what is what is wh- what are the the desired outcomes that we might not be aware of yet and GTD as those things become uh you know as we become conscious of them GTD provides us with an optimal way to uh to deal with them and, and get them done. So again, thank you both very much. Uh Blanca, Blanca, thank you in particular for being part of our uh part of our podcast series. It's been a real pleasure having you. And to all, all of those of you out there in the audience, um, please do like and subscribe so you'll hear about new content as we produce it. Uh, as we quite regularly say, um, you know, please do let us know if there's anything you'd like to hear. Uh, in the topics that we discuss, we do take requests. Um, for now, from the three of us, thank you for being a part of our audience and we we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.